I'm your host, Dr. M, and you're listening to Aligned You, a podcast to assist you to truly be aligned through your body, head, and heart so you can reach your full potential in your own unique way. Hey there, Aligned You listeners, Dr. M here, and welcome to today's episode that is actually a live recording that I did back in 2008. This live recording was a workshop that I ran called Breaking Bad Stress Habits and Pain Cycles. Now, it's particularly relevant right now for myself and potentially for you guys too in what's happening in my world right now. This particular workshop was recorded live two years ago and it was about two weeks after Yoda, aka my mum was first diagnosed with cancer and had uh, part of her colon removed two years ago. And really the, the tools and the uh, theories that I share in this particular workshop have really stood me in good stead for exponential growth in my life over the last two years. When I reflect of all the things that have happened over the last two years, geez, there's been some good stuff that's gone on in between some different challenging uh, periods in my life as well, some very challenging periods. But when you actually understand how our brain works through neuroplasticity, it's amazing how we can have exponential growth even when we are challenged. So I hope you enjoy this series. It's certainly relevant, as I said, for me right now. And you might have caught my episode last week when I was talking about being prepared and uh, understanding where my mum's journey is up to just at the moment. So I won't be recording live episodes over the next few weeks, uh, but this particular workshop series uh, certainly sits close to my heart for many, many reasons. One, because of the timing of the recording of it a couple of years ago, but also the impact that I know it had on the people that have listened to it so far, but also these tools and techniques that I use within my own life is the exponential growth that it actually can create. So enjoy this series and I'll see you on the other side. You and then being able to implement it. Okay. When it comes to emotional stuff, when it comes to things that increases pain and decreases life, what's some emotional things that might be going on stress-wise that might be creating that increase in inflammation? Can you give me an example of, say, a family issue? Like we might put it into a bit more categories like. So emotional stress might be, say, work, home or play, for example, because then it allows you to categorise that a little bit. Work. Um, Toxic people. Thank you for saying that, Jess. That wasn't even a play plug, folks. Um, about how um, other people don't make you feel a certain way, like so you let them affect you, but you go, oh, you made me feel this way, but it's not actually the case. You let them affect you in a certain way. Yeah. So that, I know what you're saying. So what that is, is the, an easy way of putting that is you're externally driven. So what Jess is explaining is that what episode are you up to? That's ages ago. Oh, or is that a new one? Oh, God, love you, cotton socks. Um, that was, I'm like, oh, that sounds good. When did I do that? <laughs> I wonder if it's too soon to repeat it. Uh, so I, I have two podcasts. I have Be the Queen of Stress and then Kerry D and I do The Momentum Architects. The Momentum Architects has spreadsheets. That means we can't repeat things. Be the Queen of Your Stress is a little bit more like me, which is whatever's inspired me on the day. And it might have been, oh, that's a great idea. And then somebody will go, oh, yeah, you did that on episode 19. So thank you for bringing that up because I was probably about to do that soon. So um, what you're talking about is when you're actually blaming everybody outside of you for how you're feeling. So for example, Jess could say something that was not overly nice to me. She called me a name. Now I could say, you just made me feel like that because you said X, Y, Z. 
But the reality is, I'm actually responsible for how I respond to what Jess has just said to me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So externally referenced people are generally people that go, it's everybody else's fault, it's got nothing to do with me. You made me, you made me, they made me, the government made me, you know, the aliens made me, whatever it is, is that you, you let go of your own personal responsibility. So one of the ways when we're talking about the way to improve that side of things is to make sure you're internally referenced. People can behave in a certain way. How you react to it is totally up to you. So one of the things that... Um, I think I told this story at BQS Live. One of the things recently, Nikki, and those of you who've been in, Nikki, who manages my office, who's away doing a course at the moment, which is why the brilliant Kerry D has saved my bacon by helping me out, which is not her usual day job, um, is that um, we were talking about something that she was quite stressed about. It was actually the fact that she's gone away to do a 10-week course. And when she had to tell me that the course was starting, she was freaking out. Um, and I was really calm about it. And she's like, why are you so calm? I'm like, well, there's no point not being calm. Like, we'll figure, we'll figure it out. Um, and partly why that is is because my reaction could have been, well, that's not great timing. How come you're choosing to do that now? Like, this is going to affect me versus, well, actually, that's awesome for you because part of what you do by being here has helped me live out my dreams. So how could I possibly not support you in living out your dreams? And it will work itself out. And she's like, I can't believe you're so calm. Like, but it's not, a, what you're doing is actually about you. Now I've just got to figure out how I solve that particular issue. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense in how that decreases my pain and stress? Because I actually put it back on how am I going to react? Do I always get that perfect? God, no. Like, I'm human. But more often than not now, I'm much better at it. Whereas before, in not, not probably that long ago, um, is I was very much my father's daughter. When my dad had a fiery temper, he would be quick to, um, most gentle soul in the world, but he would fire up quickly. And that's how I used to be. It's like something would happen to me, I'm like, well, why would you do that for? And then I'd be like, well, hang on a second, why am I actually letting somebody else affect how I'm behaving? Okay, so I'm glad you got lots out of that, it's cool. Um, Anything else from an emotional point of view that you might think increases your pain and decreases that life vitality? Negative impact of social media. Oh, good one. I'm really in a big struggle with social media at the moment. And the reason why I am, and why this is a personal struggle, is I utilise it for business purposes and to be able to connect with my community and the people that I look after. And yet the thing that I really struggle with is I wish I could just be off it. Yeah. Totally. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. 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 But, well, not so much for I don't know what's going on. I can't let you know what's going on in yeah. here. And so, and for example, um, and I did a few, again, if you follow my stuff, probably about six weeks ago, I put up a post going, I actually am having a couple of days off because I've realised I'm overcomplicating my life for the sake of making my Insta stories more interesting. <laughs> True story, because what I've actually done in my life is I've designed a pretty simple life. My hours are my hours here in the practice of my hands-on work. It allows me to do the other projects that we do. Um, I make sure I have time to eat well, move well, and think well. And so, really, do you want to see that I train at F45 five days a week? Oh, look, I'm at the gym again. Oh, how bloody exciting, you know? <laughs> or I'm eating out again, and do you really want to see what I'm having or what shape or how, what filter I can get over my coffee? You know, and I really found that I was disengaging from the humans that I was hanging out with because my first thought was, oh, hang on, I've got to take my Insta story, I've got to take a photo for social media. 
And the excuse would be, oh, but they're, they, like, it might have been a meeting, a business meeting. And they'd like, they understand because it's for social. Well, no, it was actually starting to mess with me a bit. So it's a really interesting dilemma. I don't think I'm the only person that has that dilemma. Okay? It is a play. Well, it absolutely is. And then when you take it to kids, Ooh. anybody's kids playing Fortnite? Yeah. There's, when we're talking about some of the gaming things, particularly that are aimed at kids, um, really massive impact in terms of emotional impact. Okay, so in terms of some positive stuff, I'm mindful of time and we could talk about this all night, um, is making sure that you're internally referenced is going to in decrease that pain and increase life vitality. Um, what else do you think might? We kind of did part of it. With the social, like I work in marketing, so I can't not be on Facebook and stuff, so um, I have to literally switch off when I go home, like... Otherwise, I open all night because I go, oh, yeah, inquiry come through. Yeah, I have to send that on. I have to send that on, and especially now I'm on holidays. Yeah. I'm like, I can't wait to leave the country so I can just turn off my social media. <laughs> so um, planning your social media, I think, is, is something that's interesting. Um, just throw it out there. And I realised, and probably some of you are already doing this, but just for a moment, sit in the thought that you weren't on social media for a whole day a week. Oh, look, some people, I just saw people going, but what would I do? Some of you are like, that sounds so good. And then other people, your eyes are bugging out. P.S. There's no service at Jamboree on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So just think about that for a sec. Is just some of you in the room are going, oh, I could do that easily. Some of you, and I'm one of them, would go, oh, what would I do? So one of the things that I do do if I'm having a digital detox day, actually, just before we do that, um, pretend your phone's in front of you. Can you point to me where your social media icons are on your phone? Okay, my email is there. I have a social media box about there. It has all my social media in it. It's there, three down. So, and that's because it's so muscle memoried. And some of you are laughing going, I don't do that. <laughs> you do. <laughs> If you've ever been on it more than once, you know exactly where it is. So what I do on my phone, I literally, that's why I have my social media in a box, because I can pick it up and I drag it. Because what happens is sometimes we are so muscle memoried that we have already got our emails open before we even meant to. I'm already on to the third social media, checking if I've got notifications. Generally goes Facebook, Instagram, business pages for me. Goes in a little triangle, very rarely get on LinkedIn though that has to change. We were talking about that earlier, but that's for our Momentum Architect stuff. So that's where, just be mindful of that. So if you are that addicted to it, I openly admit I'm one of those people, I literally need to pick it up off that front screen and throw it like four screens over. So then I very consciously have to go and find it to look at it. The other thing I would really suggest when it comes to our, our phones, turn off all your notifications, like get rid of them. One of the most overwhelming things that I see, my partner does it all the time, and I look at her phone and I go, far out, Brussels sprout, I'm overwhelmed, it's not even my freaking phone. Because every single note, like literally she can do this, and it is four pages of notifications, emails, messenger, text message, blah, blah, blah. The only things that come up to my home screen are text messages, and I do have my business page notification come up in case there's something I need to action. Other than that, nothing comes to my home screen. I can see that the little numbers are there, but that's it. Because otherwise, I get overwhelmed.
So these are some of the simple steps that you can start taking that decreases that overwhelm. Okay. Hopefully this stuff's helpful. Is that helpful? Yeah. Good. Thank you for saying so, because otherwise that would have been awkward. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So as I said, I hope I truly do. I hope that's helpful because it allows you to start setting yourself up with some healthy questions throughout the day. <coughs> Does what I am about to do decrease my pain and increase my life vitality or does it do the reverse? So that you're making a conscious choice throughout the day about what it is that you're doing because otherwise it's really easy to get through your day very unconsciously and get to the end of it and go, I don't even know what just happened. And why am I so stressed? Well, because your body drove your whole day. There was no conscious thought about it. So if you're asking yourself that question throughout the day, is it increasing my life vitality and decreasing my pain? It perhaps makes different choices when you're standing in front of the fridge and it's probably somebody else's shelf, but it looks yummy. And so you, you grab it out even though you're not eating that anymore. Okay? It's about starting to create some emotional um, stop gaps for yourself, if you like. That means that you don't touch certain things. So in my house is that um, my 13-year-old stepdaughter has her basket of stuff in our pantry and I have my basket of stuff. In my basket of stuff, there's 70% lint chocolate. In Piper's stuff, there's various stuff that's in there. She might have the occasional chocolate that I choose not to eat anymore. Please listen to my language. I choose not to eat it anymore. I'm not forced not to eat it. I choose not to eat it. And part of the reason why I choose not to eat it, it's not in my basket. Now, that might sound super simple, but it makes a difference because if it's in Piper's basket, I need to ask Piper if I can have some. <laughs> and if it's in Piper's basket, I'm probably not going to ask her if I can have some because then I have to admit that I'm eating it. After I've probably just made a big song and dance that that's a sometimes food and that's not an everyday food. So as I'm like, she'll never know. No, she will because I swear to God that kid can count Smarties. No, I'm just kidding. But these are the things to start thinking about what hacks can you put into your day that makes you stop and think, is it something that's good for me or if it's bad for me? Now, sometimes you're still going to choose to do it, even though you know it's not the best thing for you. If that's the case, please enjoy it. Do not feel guilty about it. There's nothing worse than hanging out with somebody that is eating a piece of cake, bitching and moaning about eating the piece of cake. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be eating it. Well, don't eat it. Oh, but it's, it's going to end up here. Well, then don't eat it. But I really shouldn't. And it's like, oh, good. Just let me take it away from you. It seems to be creating pain for you. <laughs> like, if you're going to eat that sort of stuff, please enjoy it. Savour it. Have, by being mindful about it, you're probably just going to have a small piece versus demolishing the whole cake. Because as you're actually complaining about this whole process, you're actually not even mindful you're doing it and you've not tasted anything that's actually gone through your mouth and then all of a sudden that cake's gone. And then somebody else is like, where'd that cake go? And you're like, I'm not sure. Must have been Piper. Um, <laughs> that's how that sometimes rolls. <laughs> oh, poor Pip. <laughs> all right, let's talk very quickly just to finish off tonight about some things when it comes to managing, we've, we've talked a bit about how to recognise whether we're stressed or perhaps we've got some pain cycles going on. We've talked a little bit about now how we manage it. Let's talk about how we use it now, okay? <coughs> so one of the reasons why I called my, I suppose, my stress website and, and uh, podcast Be the Queen of Your Stress or the Queen of Stress is because I think it has a double entendre, of course. Somebody can either be 
the queen of stress, where they're the most stressed out human being, or that they're actually the queen of it and they're actually pretty cool, calm and collected. I think we all have the ability to be both. I certainly like to prefer to think that the majority of the time now I'm the latter, not the former. I got that around the right way, I think. Okay, so it's about making sure that we're in charge of our stress. We're driving what's going on throughout our day versus the other way around. Okay, so what we want to start doing is making sure that our brains are actually controlling what's going on, not the opposite way around. And we've just spoken about how many different ways our body can literally control what's going on throughout our day, and we have no conscious awareness of it. So just, I know obviously my clients are chiropractors. Do those of you who are not my clients, have you ever been checked by a chiropractor before? Yeah, cool. Are you seeing one regularly still? Yeah, yeah? Right. fabulous. Um, some of you are like, no, and I'm not sure what you do. Um, <laughs> Just so that to make sure that everybody's on the same page with this, part of um, within chiropractic, there's basically two different types of chiropractors. There's some chiropractors that are more just pain relief orientated, where a bit probably more like a physiotherapy, ther can't even say it, physiotherapist. There you go, teeth back in. Is it where you have an injury and you might go along for that particular pain and symptom, and you only get treated for that pain and symptom? Okay, and I use the word treat very specifically there because it's for an ailment. Okay, then there's a the sort of work that I do and what other chiropractors do where we'd be considered wellness, corrective, um, neurostructural chiropractors, where what the goal is, is to make sure that your brain and body is connected as best as possible. So our nervous system controls everything in our body. If our spines are misaligned, then it can create like a buffering effect. So I always talk about Netflix because I love Netflix. One of my favourite things to do if I'm trying to chill out is, is literally... Um, Again, if you've got good episode, good series, because I'm running out. We've just Bates Motel, the latest series just come out. That was pretty good. They're very strange. If anybody had watched it, it's really taken a twist. Um, but anyway, is that when you're watching Netflix, what you don't want to see is that bloody buffering wheel come up, because it's an what's that's an indication of the internet is still working. Otherwise, you would get no signal coming up but it's not working quick enough to get the picture on the screen. And that can happen within our bodies as well, where because our spine is actually creating that buffering effect. It means the messages just aren't getting around our body quickly enough. It doesn't mean you're not working. Like most people walk in to see me. It's just we can get you working a whole lot better. Okay. So when it comes to using our stress, why do I put that slide in there? That probably should have been way long ago. It sort of touched on why posture is so important and why our nervous system is important too. It literally controls every cell, tissue and organ. So it's really important that our brain and body can connect in the best possible way. Does that make sense? Okay. So if you haven't been checked by a chiropractor before and you would like me to check you, we can certainly help you organise an appointment tonight. Um, if you're like, no, I have no intention of coming to see anybody, that's okay too. Okay. You might have somebody that you love and already see and trust. That's awesome. Um, sometimes people come to my workshops and they have been seeing a chiropractor, but it has been more for pain relief. And they go, I didn't even know you guys did that. That's amazing. Who knew? I had a beautiful lady come in this afternoon for her report of findings. We were going through her x-rays. Um, she's saying vintage to me. She's 40. She literally was in tears because she said, I thought I was crazy. I've been told for 10 years that I am crazy and that all of my different symptoms there was no reason for them. And yet when we were looking at her spine, and as I said to her, is you have the most rotated pelvis I've seen in, five, in 15 years of practice. Her neck is literally going in the wrong way from what it should have been, and that's, that's probably what's been causing these debilitating headaches. And she, and she works within the medical system. And she was teared up, and I said, are you OK? And she said, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed because I've been told that basically I'm nuts. 
for the last 10 years. So that's why sometimes people don't realise how connected we literally are and that the importance of our brain and body being connected so that then we're connecting with other people around us. Because some of you would know people that are on medications that literally dulls them, that numbs them. And you know what it's like having a conversation with somebody that's on some serious medication? It's like lights are on but no one's home. And it's very hard to connect with those people, okay, because of that medication. Not, again, not suggesting if you're on that you should come off it, but just to have an awareness of that, okay? Now, one of the things I've mentioned a few times tonight is being mindful of your language. Have you all heard me saying, be very mindful of what I've just said? I choose not to do certain things. I'm making sure my brain is actually in control, not my body is in control. Because otherwise, what our language does is it can create stories that we then live by. So again, I was having a conversation with a, a friend who also is a client, and she was beating herself up about something that was going on for her at the moment. And I said, just be gentle with yourself. And she said, I don't do gentle. And well, my suggestion is that maybe give it a go. And she said, but I've never done it. And I said, well, what about if we just change that a little to say, maybe I don't do that yet? Because you see how that's just opened up the opportunity to be able to maybe make a change? Whereas if the story you keep telling yourself is, I can't do that, or I've always got low back pain. These headaches are always there. I am always stressed. Guess what's going to happen? You are going to have back pain. You are going to have neck pain. If you are always stressed, guess what you're going to be? Always stressed. You're literally telling your body it's okay to be always stressed. Now, some of you might be like, that's a bit weird. You can tell your body what to do. Yeah, absolutely we can. It takes practice, but we, by changing what stories we're telling ourselves has the ability to then change the habits that we're actually creating on a daily basis. Does that sound helpful? So... It's something that sometimes I think I annoy people because I probably pick them up. We do it to each other all the time. It's like, what did you just say? And like, ah, damn you for knowing that I shouldn't have said that or the impact that might have on me. Um, but sometimes you, you have an accountability buddy is actually a really good thing. So I know some of you come with partners and friends tonight is maybe have a, an accountability buddy that you give them permission that if they hear you using language that doesn't serve you, that they can go, it might be a simple question, is that the best language to use? And they might go, F off, yes it is, and they walk off. <laughs> Don't bloody use that Dr M stuff on me as they're walking off. Is, but, or what might actually happen, they go, you're right, thank you. Yeah? So maybe pick something. You're so pleased that you bought Chris now, aren't you? Chris is like, yes, this is why I am here. Look out, that is my favourite. You've just written that down, haven't you, Chris? Oh, I've written so much stuff down. To oh, oh, good. Okay, okay. Now, one of, the, one of the things that I'm going to suggest to you as well, which I think is very important as we wind up, start winding up for tonight, whether your family members or your partners are with you tonight is... One of the temptations when you start learning some of this information is you want to fix everyone else because you've now learnt something new. And so for those of you whose partner's at home, you're like, right, I've figured out every single one of your problems and I'm going to fix you. And guess who you're ignoring? Yourself. Okay, so 
My suggestion to you is, is maybe go home and have a look at yourself first before you start fixing everyone else. Um, and if you're asking that question of your other half or a family member, is um, perhaps ask yourself, oh, is that the question I should be asking me? Because often what we're asking other people is actually what we're mirroring for ourselves. Okay, so that's my suggestion to you when you get home. Please don't go home and vomit on this whole workshop on people. Please be mindful that if people are like, oh, honey, what did you learn tonight? Would you like me to tell you about it? Yes, I would. That's asking somebody's permission to share versus going, guess what, Emma? Like, seriously, I know you're actually watching something, but don't worry about that because what I've got to say to you is far more important. And literally, I'm in front of the telly and you're like, get out of the way. <laughs> As you're like, this isn't Netflix. I can't pause it. <laughs> okay, so just be mindful. My suggestion to you is be mindful when you get home. Ask your family and friends permission to, like, I learned this cool thing the other night. Would you like me to share it with you? And if they go, what? No? Then leave it there. If they're like, oh, cool, what did you learn? And what's that got to do with my stuff? Because as we're going through various things tonight, you might be thinking about yourself. You might be thinking about family members. You're like, this will fix all their problems. I'm, I'm all over it. Is... By asking for permission, it's going to be far more effective than you just shoving it down people's throat because people generally don't like that. Okay, cool. We touched on self-care a little bit earlier. I think it's a really important component when it comes to <coughs> starting to, to change our pain cycles and also to change our stress habits. So I think it's really important to define it a little bit about what I mean about self-care because sometimes it's a term that gets bantied around a lot. I know some of you have heard me talk about it before. But sometimes people will say back to me, I don't have time for self-care and I can't afford it. Well, I didn't suggest self-care meant that you had to, although it's lovely when I come to skin correctives. It's not actually meaning that I need to do a whole day at a skin clinic or at a spa or anything like that. I don't need to spend hundreds of dollars to look after myself and to do actions that I would consider self-care. For me, one of the best things that I can do from a self-care point of view is hang out with my 28-kilo Grudel, Atlas Ray of Sunshine, and take her down to the beach and watch her be stupid because that makes me smile and makes me giggle. Um, and that's an opportunity for me to actually be looking after me, particularly if I take her to the, to the beach because then I tend to calm when I'm near water. So if I'm near water and I'm laughing at Atlas and I'm watching her play with the other puppy dogs, then that's like just exponentially leverage that experience. Does that make sense? Then take it to the next level if it was actually warm enough, which it's not yet actually, oh my God, getting in the water at the same time, then it's actually leverage that experience again. How much does that cost me? The petrol to get from home to the beach. It actually doesn't cost anything. Okay. It doesn't have to be fancy pants. For me, cooking is actually self-care. Some of you, you'd want to stab yourself in the eye if I actually asked you to cook anything. But for me, if I've got time to do it, I find it really relaxing, particularly if I'm feeding people. To me, feeding other people is self-care for me. It actually makes me feel really satisfied. Um, and again, for you, it might be something totally different. Kerry D likes connection sports. That I couldn't think of anything worse. Um, to give you a prime example, we were at a conference up in, in Cairns and I've gone into total risk-adverse mode going, it was like a wakeboarding park. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. Like, that just screams me hurting myself. I am the person, um, and it's true, it's actually just not a story I'm telling. If anybody is going to slip over after being on a plane, it's me. Like, it really throws my equilibrium out. 
And if anybody's going to stack it at a wakeboard park, it would have been me. On that day, however, it was Kerry Dover. So I had, I had taken Kerry to this conference and I had gone, yeah, I can't do that. I'd actually just come off the back of an injury. I'm like, yeah, that just seems bad. I'll be the photographer. And I was off the side speaking to one of my colleagues who was pregnant at the time, so she wasn't doing it either. And we've sort of seen this human ninja starfishing across <laughs> the water. And I've gone, oh, that's bad. That's not good. Like, hopefully they pop back up. And then I went, oh, my God, it's Kerry, because I hadn't actually recognised who was ninja starfishing, like, horizontally above the water until her little head popped up. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, you okay? Luckily, she was in a room full of chiropractors that we then made sure she was all right. But we have... Although then she did the one person that was a first-year grad that then I walked out to the pool going, why aren't I adjusting you? And she's, like, got the least experienced human being on the planet adjusting her neck. I'm like... What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, I digress completely. Is that we have different things that float our boat, is what I'm saying. So figure out what it is that makes you feel happier. What brings you joy? It's not what brings me joy, because that might be really painful to you. It's not what brings Kerry D joy, because that actually is painful for her. Um, it just depends on what actually brings you joy. And that's what I think comes to, to self-care. And really, self-care sometimes can be being gentle with yourself that alone is massive and for the gents in the room it's important for you for women in the room it is extremely important because we are almost designed by default as as young girls that we're the hardest critics on ourselves and so we set the bar really high and our internal voice that's going on is is you'd punch somebody if they spoke about a family member like like we often speak to ourselves so just have a have a self-care is sometimes telling your inner voice to shut the hell up because you're actually being really cruel right now and that's unnecessary this is not serving me right now okay perfect so oh, i'm almost on time that's amazing um is when it comes to putting some of this stuff into action it's really important that we add first so one of the things that i hope i haven't done tonight can't be 100% sure, very rarely, and I'm going to assume I haven't tonight, is I will never ask you to stop doing anything. What I will always ask you to do is add good stuff first. And the reason why, and you heard me saying I'm not asking you to remove everything out of your house, because the minute I ask you to stop doing something, you automatically go into a stress response. You're like, but why? What am I going to do? What if I can't eat that? Then that's not good. What do you mean I can't sit on my favourite chair and watch Netflix? That's ridiculous. And that's the stress cycle that you end up in. Whereas when you start adding good stuff in first, it's amazing what change can happen. So for those of you in the room that said, oh, I've tried meditation once, meditation is a practice. Some days you're going to be good at it. Sometimes you're going to be shit at it. The days you shit at it, try again. You know, we didn't learn how to walk the first time we gave it a red hot go. We landed on our butt a few, few times. We didn't ride a bike the first time we gave it a go. And sometimes what happens as adults is we forget that we had to be a beginner at some point and we just expect to be running, riding, doing whatever straight away. So be gentle with yourself and, and be okay with it. It's okay to be a beginner. When it comes to moving, make sure you are actually designing time in your day to move, particularly those of you who put your hands up earlier and said that you sit at a desk, sit in cars, because we are designed to move as human beings. We're not designed to be sedentary. When it comes to movement, it is a whole workshop on its own, but my suggestion to you is find something you enjoy doing with people you enjoy being with. Say that again. Enjoy doing with people you enjoy being with. 
because there's nothing worse than trying to do something that you actually hate, but you're doing it because some Insta-famous person said you should do that particular workout. And you're like, but I actually don't like doing it. For me, I'm actually not a massive fan of yoga. That might sound controversial. I'll tell you why I'm not a massive fan of yoga, because I'm not a massive fan of certain yoga studios, because it smells like feet. I'm really, I'm really sensitive to smell, to the point now is even our flowers out the front are fake, folks, in case you didn't know. They're really good fakes. There can be lilies in there that are fake. It sets off allergies these days. I can literally see, because I'm so allergic to lilies, I can literally see li fake lilies, and I actually I start to feel like my throat's closing over. So somewhere that smells like feet is actually very, it has a big impact on me. For some of you, like, I've never smelt that before. Maybe I'll check next time I go in. <laughs> but to me, that's where it's important that I pick places. That's where I, why I train where I do, because a couple of reasons. One is um, there's a lot of people that go there that know what I do for a living. That might sound a bit funny, but it actually attaches to my why, which it means that because they know me as Dr. M chiropractor is I always try my best in there because I'm wearing my, it's like I'm wearing my school uniform when I'm at the gym. Does that make sense? So it attaches that to, for me. So I behave better, try harder, show up. That really helps me move by showing up. Because what a lot of people do is they buy gym memberships and they have the key fob on their keys and that's where it ends. So anyway, as I said, that's a whole workshop. Picking something you enjoy doing is really important. And just because somebody else enjoys doing it does not mean you are going to enjoy doing it. Okay. When it comes to food, Keep it as simple as possible and making sure that it's real more often than not is also a really important thing. Um, and over time, your taste buds will change. For those of you who might have a really processed diet right now, when you're first starting at eating real food, you'll be like, and that's because all the sugar and salt has been taken out of it and it's actually just food. So over time, it doesn't take very long, it just takes a couple of days, is then you start tasting properly. It's like your tongue has been rebooted um, and your taste buds are working properly. And if you're not already having your posture looked after by another chiropractor, is making sure that you're doing that on a regular basis. And because that brain-body connection is really key for your brain to be able to control what's going on throughout the day. Okay, so thank you so much for coming. Only being five minutes over, that's pretty good, Dr. M. Um, thank you for coming. If you... And that's it for this week's episode of Lion Julius. Now, you would have noticed that I was actually referencing my old podcast, Be the Queen of Your Stress, throughout the, the workshop and over the coming weeks. All of those episodes are archived, archived, put my teeth back in. If you do want to go back and listen, just check them out. They all sit under Align You now. And that's it for today's episode of Lion You listeners. Remember to hit the five-star ratings and share today's episode with your friends. And be sure to join our collective on Facebook and Instagram at Aligned You. Look forward to catching you next episode. Information shared on the Aligned You podcast is of general nature and for information purposes only. It is not specific medical or personal advice. You should seek assistance from your healthcare practitioner for your individual circumstances. Any information provided doesn't imply endorsement or third-party devices or products and cannot provide you with health and medical advice. So as I said, that's it for this week. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time.